Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the L-E-G-I-O-N P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I am Murray, and I am an agent of NADA. Oh, shoot, that doesn't work. I was going to say not a damn idea. Uh, not a damn... Not a damn... Yeah, not a damn... There we go. There we go. Because my poor little brain is fuzzy, and I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing except a big, long arg. Mm -hmm. It's sunny out. It's beautiful. I'm very chill. But I got no acronyms in my little teeny tiny head. So that's me. I'm acronymless. Oh, wow. I know. Brutal. It's it's sometimes nice to have a week where like nothing happened that's worth making an acronym about. <laughs> True enough. I mean, you can't really argue with that one. No. Uneventful. That was my week. Uneventful and relaxing. Well, that sounds good to me. I can use one of those. Totally. Totally. So, tell me about you. Well, um, Al, because Paul's still busy at the Legion Academy. Or the, busy with the rep being part of the recruits, one of the two. And I am this week an agent of Smash. Uh, quick question. Wait. Do we care if we get an explicit tag? Nah, that's all good. All right. Shit, my automobile shot to hell. Oh, no. That does not sound good. So I'm at work a couple days ago last week. And so the way it's the place I am set, set up is that you can pull in and there's a parking lot in front of the door to my office. I mean, the parking lot only has three door, three spots. And then running on, you know, when you walk in the office, there's a window on the side and there's like a side area that runs parallel to the road. You know, there's a sidewalk and a little like, you know, metal barrier, like a metal right. fence. Not a fence, but almost like a metal guardrail. And that's where I park. Because, well, you know, there's enough room between, you know, the guardrail, you know, there's, there's a whole way area to drive. It's like a little driveway area. So I park there, so I'm out of the way. So that way, if anyone wants to come in the parking lot, there's still three spots. Totally. Well, I'm out of, outside of the office, and I hear a crashing noise. Well, that's never good. Yeah, and I walk up front to see what happened. Apparently, somebody decided to, at a great speed, come off the side, off the road, over the sidewalk, through the guard, metal guardrail, into the car. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, I mean, it's, I didn't see it. I think they hit the car, or at least the, guard, the guardrail that they dragged with them and hit in, in front of their car smashed into my car. Oh, no. One of the two happened. Oh, dear. So... The grill part's gone. The oh, bumper no. part, you know, the front end is basically hanging. Oh, dear. And, I mean, it works. It doesn't look like there's internal damage. And the fact of nothing is leaking, but we don't know if anything is broken or not. I mean, for all I know, the tire, you know, the axle is broken, cracked, and going to break after, you know, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. That's, that's not, I have no idea exactly how strong the uh, the front end is being held on still by what's hanging. It might stay on for hours and hours and miles. Or, you know, I hit 20 and it pops right off and 
flies and smashes my windshield or flies off and causes an accident. You know, something fun. Oh, dear. Oh, and you have no idea which car was involved other than, like, your car? Oh, no, their car was undrivable afterwards. They also had part of the wall at work. So, yeah, they can't drive. They had to get it towed. Oh, my. I mean, I had to get mine towed, too, but theoretically, I could have pulled, you know, driven somewhat at least. (laughs) How long? I don't know, but it was driving, you know, I could drive. Theirs was, no, theirs was gone. Oof. Well, that's not a great. (laughs) They said they were making a left turn off the side road onto our road. And somebody cut them off, but I'm still thinking, well, how fast were you going to have that happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might very well have been making a left turn. <laughs> oh, I think they, <laughs> they were. were just making it at 900 kilometers an hour. Yeah. So <laughs> right now I am waiting for the insurance adjuster who was supposed to check it Monday mm-hmm. to finally show up so I can get that done. So then I can find a place to fix it, hopefully in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, and then see how much my insurance my insurance will give me because it's not like they're getting money from his. Yeah. Oof. Because you have to have insurance to be covered by it. Oh no. And they don't. That sucks. Oh. Oh. No, like my brother tells me, serves me right for going to work. Yeah, <laughs> that'll teach you. <ya. laughs> that'll teach you to not be driving your car. That is right. What were you doing going to work, you crazy thing? Parking my car at work and being there during the day. Yeah, let's not do that again. <laughs> oh, dear. So that sounds day. terrible. Yeah. Oh. oh, dear. Look after the old beast and... See what so, can be done. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully we'll get enough of the insurance to cover fixing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be the best. I mean, that it's a would new, be the best. If the car is not too old, it's only four years. So we still have everything, you know, full coverage on it. Yeah. Good. That's good. So hopefully we'll get enough. But yeah, that's been my fun. Oh, no, that doesn't sound fun at all. No, that doesn't sound fun at all. Car. Neither, however, <laughs> neither does this cover sound fun. We've got Mm-mm. we've got Lyril doing the jungle jump with. Uh, I'm trying to. Figure, we've got Starro there and one of Starro's Smite General Smite, and Smite. I think that's Doc's on top. Is that Doc's on top? He's it's just colored angry. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost looks like a commandy cover. I mean, they almost yeah. all look like animal. They don't look human, so they look like animalistic. So totally, <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's it very definitely does have a commandy vibe there. Yeah. Yes, I wonder. Does that Kalman guy, Kalman Andrusovsky, does he do the colors as well? I wonder if he does. Oh, for the covers? Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. I would bet. He's involved in the colors as well. Let's see if it pops up. Sometimes it tells you who does the colors on the cover. Yeah. Because I'll sometimes also see it to give the lettering. Mm-hmm. Or even the word scripting if it has, you know, word balloons and stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It's coloring is question mark. Hmm. So, so somebody may or may not. <laughs> Somebody's put the colors on this. And all the colors on the covers of this series have been really good. Yeah. So whoever it is, good job. Uh-huh. Just wish we knew who. Yeah. You can do colors. Yeah. Got the reds and the green, and it doesn't even look Christmassy. <laughs> I want to see a Christmas Rebels issue. Real Doc <laughs> saves Christmas. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh-huh. Yep, after Lobo. Kill Santa. Then we need the sequel where Drill Docs saves Christmas. <laughs> it's the Drill Docs Christmas special. <laughs> with special guest stars, Dolly Parton and Jamie <laughs> Others. Absolutely. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I, I would watch that. Totally. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Give what's his name time, the new guy at DC. The new James Gunn. Give him time. Yeah. Hey, he did the Guardians holiday special with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, see? As Kevin is, Bacon. Yeah, this is right in line. Yeah, there <laughs> All righty, let's dive into Rebels number 13. Woohoo. Mm -hmm. All uh, it is called Triple Cross. We are opening up in Starro's Galaxy with the Omega Men. They are Cosmic Freedom Fighters and Tigor's Log. So we've got three of the Omega Men uh, doing some sort of running, running through the first panel. And Tigor's Log says it was a long shot. This planet ain't been a living soul, ain't seen a living soul in 10,000 years. Still, it was our only lead. The people who lived here used a special poison to hunt and kill the starfish from space, which explains why Starro the Conqueror decided to wipe out every last one of them. A hundred centuries later, there wasn't much hope of finding any usable toxin. But the faint possibility of a true weapon against Starro had us racing to the shrine of the sacred venom. So we got the full team of Omega Men here running through uh, Starro's galaxy looking for whatever they can find. And they find a symbiote. <laughs> totally. Oh, wait, sorry, wrong Venom. <laughs> wrong issue, wrong comic. We gasped when we saw something inside the bottle. So they found this little bottle. And we groaned when we realized it was dust. Says Doc, the little robotic uh, Omega Men. It's an organic compound extracted from a local shellfish and decayed though it is, I believe I can reconstitute it with the equipment on the ship. He's just gonna have water and stir, isn't he? <laughs> you bet. You betcha. Do it on the way home, Doc, says Tigor. Then we hunt the starfish king. So the Omega Man head back into their little spaceship and on a Scion lab station. Uh, these remote, unmarked outposts are the chambers of horrors where the scions conduct their most twisted research. 
Encyclopedia Galactica. You are welcome to use our facilities, Vril Docs. We, too, wish the Starro threat eliminated. Of course you do. None of us wants a starfish on his face. And while we're there, we see one of the Omega Men, Elu, the living cosmic storm, is kind of hanging out above his head. Elu, where are your comrades? And Elu says in its little alien language, no contact from the Omega Men since they infiltrated Starro's home galaxy. And one of the Scions says the Omegans were genetically altered Starro spores to mask their presence. We assume they are still on mission. And Docs is looking at the the little Starro vests that they've uh, been using to mask themselves. And he's like, who volunteered to wear these? (laughs) (laughs) Then we turn the page and we get a giant, giant picture of Despero's head floating in a jar. Enough prattle. We made a deal, Vril Docs. Now grow me a new body or quit wasting my time. Despero, homeworld, Kalinor. He's got strength, speed, and vulnerability. Telepathy, telepathy, telekinesis. Oh my gosh, telekinesis. And mind control. And I think that's... telekinetics. Telekinetics. <laughs> tele- tele- <laughs> tele- that would be more yeah. fun. Yeah, totally. Totally. Either way, he's got no body. He's got one big, sharp, angry face, but no body. This issue is coming to us from Tony Bedard, writer, Claude Cédon, penciler. Scott Han is on inks. Travis Lanham is the letterer. Jose Villarubias, colorist. Rex Ogle is the assistant editor. And Brian Cunningham is editing the book. Docs has got some special sunglasses on, and he says, mind your tone, Despero, you'll hurt the Scion's feelings. One of the Scions has got his head cocked to the side, <laughs> and the other one says, they call it sarcasm. In air quotes. <laughs> I know they're monsters and everything, but I like the Scions in this book. They're fun. They are, and they've got a great look. I like the uh, updated look, how they look a little more... Uh, Lizardy? A little more. I mean, they've always been lizardy, but now they they're they're leaning into the lizardiness for sure. I just realized. I think the, I gotta look them up real quick. Hold on. Are they like? Do they look like the lizard creatures from Land of the Lost? Oh. Uh, maybe. Maybe look at that. The stacks. That's it. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they kind of do a little bit. I mean, get rid of the the fin on the head. <laughs> they're a little, they're kind of sleaze. You can see a sleaze stack influence. Very cool. Very cool. At least I think so. It's a bit of an influence. Not exact, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess all those are there. people are going to be, you know. <laughs> that's what makes me think of it, at least. Totally. Docs tells Despero, they actually, they wanted you for dissection once I'm done here. Always remember, I only considered it for two-fifths of a second. Now, this may sting a little, and he zaps the face of Despero, who is screaming. And then he says with a smile, it's working. And he bursts out of his little head jar. And he's got a teeny tiny body on his giant head. And he says again, <laughs> it's working. And then that within seconds, yeah, that's adorable. The next page, <laughs> then we've got giant naked Despero right front and center. Fortunately, we have a few well-placed 
uh, Scions to cover up yeah. any of the desperate naughty bits. The king of Kalinar shall have his revenge, he says. And Docs just says, yes, that's the idea. After you cover up the little king, of course. <laughs> and Desperate some pants. Measure your words, Docs. I will not be mocked. My apologies, great Despero. Care to see how we'll kill the man who chopped off your head? <laughs> <laughs> the weapons casing was cast from the shards of the Gamagong. The gong's paralytic effects should shut down Starro physically. The warhead contains gene bomb tech that should cut Starro's psionic link with his slaves, and then, and then he shall be mortal. I made contact with Starro's mind, you know. I saw how each new conquest, each new mind slave empowers him. He already rules nine galaxies. Mm-hmm. I still require the flame of Pytar to charge the psionic matrix. Patience, Colwyn. Despero honors his commitments. Let my hatred be the last thing Starro feels. And he zaps the gun with his uh, third eye, his energy eye there. And then we uh, pop over Brainiac 3 and we get his personal log. Just days ago, I was the forgotten, unwanted son of the most hated man in the quadrant. Now I, Lyral Dox, am one of the five most important people in the galaxy. Not only has my master restored my 12th level intelligence, he's made me the nexus of his military forces. The living hub coordinating three attack fleets cobbled together from the mightiest vessels of a thousand conquered worlds. And we can see in Lyral's mind's eye there all the different... Uh, Attack forces marshalling their uh, marshals. <laughs> and on Maltus, we have uh, little Lero decked out in like pretty brainiac y clothes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's he's going full brainiac here. He and we have him standing, yeah, with uh, Starro. I have the fleets in position, Master. The Horde is ready to receive your instructions. And Starro says, begin transmission. Uh, my soldiers, we have arrived here at a time of great upheaval. We've lost several high vanguard to the Black Lanterns, sowing chaos across the universe. They are a force as fearsome as we've encountered, but they will not keep us from our sacred mission. We will take this galaxy as surely as we took the last. We have established a foothold in the Vega system, claimed the Dominion, and bested the Kund, but the ultimate prize is Earth. It was Earth that drew me here, Earth that offers us the greatest challenge we've ever faced, and it is Earth that we strike next. Astrid Storm Daughter will be our advanced scout, and we can see her in space, flying towards something. General Smite will command our combined fleet, and the newest of our vanguard, Brainiac 3, will marshal our forces through the operation. And we can see just like this little satisfied smile on Lero's face. He's like getting everything he ever wanted. <laughs> a little recognition, a little pat on the head, everything he's ever wanted. I shall make landfall with our first wave and invite the champions and tyrants of that upstart world to public combat. I shall show them the idiocy of their ideals, the emptiness of their ethics, and I shall add the survivors to your ranks. 
and we can see Starro in his mind is uh, taking on the JLA again. He's got uh, Superman, Batman, Plastic Man, all kind of under his thrall. He's beating them all in his and head. Wonder anyway. Woman. Is she there too? Yeah, you see her right above Batman's head, her legs in the lasso. Oh, you're right. And there's, so Starro's got to be a bit of a, well, I guess he must be a narcissist because... Does he really need to give a pep talk to his mind slaves who will mindlessly do whatever he wants and have no thoughts anyway but his own? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they know this speech. As soon as he oh. thinks it, wouldn't they know it? Yeah, I would think so. I think that's the way his uh, power I mean, works I, there. I guess maybe the ones who would want to who could actually use to hear it are the the vanguard. Yeah. But they're but that's they're it. drinking the Kool Aid anyway. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm saying like it's kind of just all for him, really. He's just giving himself this speech. Absolutely, yep. He's he is for sure all about him. End transmission. I'm going to get my helmet and axe when I return. Transmatter me when I return. Transmatter me to smite side and begin the invasion. Yes, master says Lero. Uh, master. Can I come along? I'd rather not miss this, and I could still coordinate from the front. You will operate from here, Brainiac 3. We cannot put you in harm's way when your role is so vital, understood? He says, yes, sir. Transmatter me to the Dominator flagship. I'll run the fight from there. Ah, uh, and so Starro steps through the little gate and Smite comes up and says to Lero, I know you crave action, but the master needs your mind and not your fists. Understood. Maintain open comms, Brainiac 3. And Smite also steps through and and then he uh, is stuck. Pause for just a second. Okay, I think I'm good. Okay, good. Um, ba, 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 ba. Okay, so Smite comes through, and he's like, where's the ship? What treachery is this? And Lero uh, says, I simply wanted a word, Smite, in private, away from the master. And Smite says, speak. Between rebuilding our central computer and pulling the fleets together, I ran half a billion threat scenarios specifically to identify which individuals pose the greatest danger to the master. Your name came up more often than my father's. You're accusing me of something, says Smite. No, Smite, I'm trying to help you. I am psychomathematically certain that you plan to betray Starro and take his place. I just want you to know there's no need. Within the hour, Starro will be dead. So look at that. Little Lyra's pulling a double cross, maybe? Yeah. Hmm. He's more like <laughs> he's more like real than we uh, knew. And uh, Smite says, and who will accomplish this feat? You? I'm 99.6% sure my father will target the Master's only weak spot, his power source. 
he has a decent chance of success if you will simply let it happen. And should Starrow fall, then what? What of the horde? It's yours, says Lero. If you want it or not, I don't care. I have my own concerns to pursue. Now let's both get to our stations before we're missed. Now, the question is, is this the reason? Like, was Lero always planning to get captured? To figure So he can find, be on the inside of finding these things out? Or is Lero just going, all right, this makes more sense now. You know, just going moment to moment. Like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll join Starro. Better than the dad. And then he's like, nope, never mind. Starro sucks. It's hard to say. In this issue, like, you can certainly read into some of Lero's expressions that he's been planning this double cross. Earlier issues, I'm not sure. So it's possible. We may find out eventually, but it's possible he was planning this all along. I think uh, it probably once he got his little brain back, um, probably started like running scenarios and and like it maybe took him a little while relatively speaking, and then started hatching his plans. Yeah, possibly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we bounce onto one of the ships, and we see Smite coming aboard, and the little uh, Staros welcome him. And he just says, hmm. And then at the Scion lab station, it's about time, Docs, this situation is changing. Doc says, how so? And Captain Comet says, well, Staros' fleet is massing near Polaris. Looks like they're making a run at Earth. That does step up our timetable a bit. And we see the rest of Legion, or Rebels, the rest of the Rebels there with uh, Captain Comet and Adam Strange. You care what happens to Earth, says Despero. Not really, says Docs. No, but if Starro was stopped, I want the credit. <laughs> that yeah. seems that seems true. That's very real, Docs. Yeah. Adam Strange says, in any case, Starro must have survived the Black Lanterns. Maybe your son did, too. That's irrelevant. Our mission remains stopping Starro. My son chose his fate. I sealed it. Even if he lives, he's dead to me. And then at that moment, a little uh, transmatter gate opens and Docs is grabbed by a little green hand. And he's like, ah, stop struggling, father. There's something you need to know. And Lyra closes the transmatter. A few minutes from now, Starro, the Conqueror, will step through my transmat portal, expecting to alert, emerge where his fleet waits. Instead, he'll arrive where you are. Father, I'm giving you your best chance to... And Docs just kind of lunges at Lyra with both hands out as if he's going to strangle him. Oh, Father, a physical attack. So infantile, so crude. And Lyra kind of like slams him to the ground as they're wrestling. Is that why you thought it might actually succeed? Sorry, but I taught myself all 27 levels of Lethalian grappling last night to negate your physical advantage. Ooh, Legion reference. Yeah, that's the <laughs> planet they got make from, right? Yes, yeah, 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 where, yeah, that was where Timberwolf went to do Karate Kid's last will and testament and Okay, cool. Picked so up. Right. Yep, you were. You were, you were. So he's got grill uh, in some sort of hold. <laughs> Leg hold, choke hold. 
Now, do I have your attention, says Lero. Yes. Good. I'm trying to do us both a favor here. Fact. When Starro realized he could not kill the Black Lanterns, he actually grew excited. Fact. When I saved him from them, he was furious. Ergo, it is a waste of my 12th level mind to serve one bent on self-destruction. Okay, so there, that's when the, that's when he flipped the switch. You're yeah. lying, says bro. Mm-hmm. I assume you're developing a weapon to disrupt his psionic link with his mind slaves. I assume you have a prototype by now. Ready your weapon, father, because you're going to test it in about three minutes. And he pops Lyril's arm out of its socket. That's so you're not the triggerman. Let someone expendable do it. I want you alive when this is over. I'm um, taking this. I'm taking this little fight to be because he also got Vrildox also got this way with his father. So I think he he has more emotion in him than he likes to let on. Totally. And the question with, with Lyril though is Lyril doing this for emotion or is wanting to keep his dad alive or he just wants to get back at him? Right. Yeah. Uh, up for debate. <laughs> the jury's still out. Yeah. Uh, we check back in on the rebels and Wildstar says he's he's just gone. I cannot sense him at all. Captain Comet says if he's dead, one of us has to figure out how to use this thing. He picks up the the. Starro Blaster, and Adam Strange says, I'll, and then the transmatter opens and Vril pops out. Don't shoot, says Adam Strange. Docs, what happened, says CG. Your arm, says Bounder. It's, never mind my arm. Starro himself will be here in a moment. Adam Strange, get ready to fire that thing. <laughs> so he picks Adam Strange as the expendable one. And then on Maltus, uh, the transmatter opens and Starro pops in right behind Lyril and says, what have you been doing? And Lyril says, just seeing Smite to his station and checking a few other things, Master. Today is a historic day. I want everything to go right. You almost sound like you mean it. I'm beginning to understand why your father feared your cunning. And then he steps through the transmatter portal and near Polaris, we've got Astral and Stormbringer. The Master should be here. Smite, what is going on? And in Fleet Command, Smite says nothing. And then he says he'll get here when he gets here, Storm Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the Scion Station, Smite, I'm ready to. to and Starro steps out and realizes he's not where he was supposed to be. And he says, oh, Lero. And he sees uh, Vril, and Vril says, my son thinks you have a death wish, Starro. He thinks it's something I can help you resolve. <laughs> and Starro just says, you. And Adam Strange says, with a little help from his friends, Despero has no friends. Now shoot him, Adam Strange, that I may rend him limb from limb. And Starro lifts up his big axe and turns to face everyone and says, by all means, let the rending begin. And it says to be concluded. So next issue, it all wraps up. Yes. So I had to check something because I noticed every time they do the introduction, it's just like Vrildox is like Brainiac 2 super intelligence. But it says, you know, Lyrodox Brainiac 3, 12th level intelligence. 
And oh. I had to double check. It's right. Yeah, Vril has, according to what I'm seeing here on the DC database, Vril is a 10th level. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. But Lyril is like Brainiac 5. He's 12. Lyril is, yeah, Brainiac 5 level. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know that I... I don't know that I need that. I don't think they've ever leveled docs before this. They I might think. have. I don't Maybe. recall, but... I think we just knew that he was cunning and manipulative. Yeah. My question is now, does the manipulation... Yeah, manipulation <laughs> and the cunning and the uh, lack of morals, does that kind of sometimes make up for the one or two levels that he's missing? <laughs> I think he... Uh, yeah, more than... More than makes up for not being a 12th level dude. <laughs> I think so. So very cool. We've got one more issue and then this storyline is wrapped up. Yeah. And then we're done. With, well, we'll see where we're at. But at least, yeah, that should be the end of the uh, initial mm-hmm. Star Wars story. Yeah. 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 Which has been more or less playing out since the very beginning. Yeah. Pretty close too. And been good and moving. You know, this yeah. thing is not slow. No. No. It'll be good to see, I hope, some of the rest of the team get get some some screen time. Yeah, it's, I hope. it's very much the doc show. <laughs> very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and I don't remember. I don't remember if they do get more screen time or not. Like anytime we see Legion after this series ends it's pretty much just docs it's docs and that's about it yeah the few times we see them the very few times yeah 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 so i would like to see some more from these characters because they've all got they've all got potential so i would like to see where they take it yeah i want to see what happens with the rest i don't remember yeah no i'm clueless clueless alrighty folks that is it for this week we will see you all next week when we see the conclusion of the Starro Starro story <laughs> see how it all comes together how it all ends right on right on I suspect it will be epic alrighty folks we will catch you all L-A-T-E-R R-A-T, apostrophe, apostrophe O-M, D-A-A-R-T, apostrophe Q, apostrophe I, C-H-E-M-S, M-A-N, K-A-N-A-S. That's a lot of apostrophes. I feel like you're speaking Martian. How do you know I'm not? <laughs> We've already established I do not know anything <laughs> about the languages you throw at me. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm throwing Martian in there. These have all been alien languages. (laughs) They've all been alien languages.